Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the path? Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. You want some soup? Don't you agree? Another happy landing. All right, guys, welcome back. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Hi. Here we go. Another Mando Monday. Another Mando Whenever Monday. This comes out. I, I've been yeah. referring to these episodes online as Mando Mondays. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Gotta yeah, be awesome. a Mando Monday. So you're not far off. And also, I think the official Star Wars outlets um, have also been doing a Mando Monday kind of event, which has been <laughs> releasing information on new merchandise regarding uh, the Mandalorian. Toy and, sales. Yes. And today, I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, today, they actually, they actually launched or announced that they're going to make a, a, a Black Series replica version of the Darksaber and they're also making a Black Series one-to-one helmet of the Boba Fett repainted version. So like a little while ago they came out with the white prototype Boba Fett helmet as well as the, the Empire Strikes Back Boba Fett helmet but now they're coming out with a third one which is like the Mandalorian style repainted version. So, These are like full-size helmets? Yeah, these are the Black Series helmets, yeah. So uh, so I own the Vader yeah, and the, yeah. the Stormtrooper one. Okay, um, I guess like we'll have to wait and see, because I know they did the other Boba Fett, I think it was Boba Fett that we were looking at, and it didn't seem that high quality for like Black Series. I think anything yeah. that we've looked at that it's had like painted decals or any like flat colors tends to not look as nice, but anything that's like just solid plastic, like the Vader helmet, for example, looks right, really yeah. nice. So, yeah. to wait and see. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess you know I'll have to wait and see. Take a look at it. I'm assuming it's not going to be out for another month or two. I mean, I, I still can't find the Mandalorian helmet. Like, yeah, the, that's the, the one silver. I want to see. Is that's the, the one I want to take a look? Yeah, because it, it looks it looks pretty cool still. But um, anyway, so about about this this most recent episode. I mean, like a lot of stuff happened. Obviously, we got the finale. Uh, what do you guys think about it? It was good. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was great. I really liked it. Somebody's got to start. Yeah. Hmm. All right. This may be. This may be you know against the against the the flow here, but I also thought it was good. Bryce is known as our our more critical on on the crew here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, for for you then, just in general, because I know that I know that other episodes you've been less fond of. Would you say that you still prefer season one over this oh, most recent season? Yeah, I, I think I still prefer season one, but but I think this episode was the strongest. Or one of the strongest. I think the first and the last episodes of the season were the strongest. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. that's interesting to think about because, like, the first season, it felt more like 
I want to say almost like it was more like closer to one single story for the most part. I mean, there's a few like quote unquote filler episodes, but this one, though it was one story again, each individual episode did feel more standalone, I think, than last season. Yeah, I think they introduced a lot of other characters in this season that were like kind of bigger, I guess. I don't know, because there was like a so... uh, Ahsoka or whatever, and Bo-Katan and mm-hmm. and Boba Fett, like the and then that we could got be Luke Skywalker at the end of this one. So we got a lot yeah. of like out of like how many how many episodes are there in this season? Ten. Eight. Uh, I think Ten. it's eight. 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 Yes. Yeah. So out of like so like at least half of the episodes, we got some pretty big characters like in each one, like right. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely. I definitely agree with that. Like this season, there's definitely more, right? There's like probably like a bigger budget. There's more like cool characters. There's more cool Star Wars moments. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm just thinking from a like a like a TV point of view, like more of along the lines of like the writing, the directing, the kind of like cinematography. I feel like I, I just kind of still feel like the the first season had a better better overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like one of the things that season two's done, which is uh, something that I expected season one to do, where like it starts with the Mandalorian, and then eventually he would build up a crew and go yeah. on these wacky, wild adventures mm-hmm. in space. But uh, it never really happened in season one, and it, it's really been happening over the last what, like three, four episodes? Yeah, which is yeah. like a really late bloom, right? Of like yeah. getting the crew together. Well, yeah. and I think we actually brought this up last week too. Is that it's got that D and D esque vibe to the story progression with yeah. him kind of well, having these connections to people that are benefiting him later on. That's right? what I was kind of getting at when I was talking to last was like because each episode feels more individual. It feels more like a. A D, more of a D&D mission kind of vibe yeah. to it. It does, especially when Bo-Katan like, specifically says like, uh, like uh, I could help you, you could help me with my quest or, or <laughs> something like that. But the word, the word quest put in there really put emphasis to me. For a little quest? <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Though yeah. so in the first step, first season, it's like the end of Every other episode, he like gets a new loot reward, another piece of armor, and then <laughs> or a pointy pointy stick. Yeah, yeah in season two we get the pointy stick. Right. Yeah. Achievement unlocked. Uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now he's now he's upgraded to the dark saber. <laughs> oh man, um, I got the full set now, guys. <laughs> so, That's right. Exactly. He's a chief Next level. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got the sword of Azeroth. <laughs> he's got the buffs from the armor and the weapons. Yeah, I guess because yeah. you brought it up, we should get right into it. Because like one of the things I'm most curious about what's going to happen now is what they're going to do with the whole Darksaber situation. It's like, right. I actually thought the first time through I watched it that Bo-Katan got killed by the, by the, uh, the Dark Trooper. I but this, I saw she was alive the second time. She just didn't say anything. It was really quiet for the rest of the episode after she gets shot. So right. it's easily missed. I, I looked uh, specifically to see if she was alive the second time. Yeah. I, well, yeah. And speaking of, I mean, the Darksaber, I guess, if you want to get into that in, in a lot of detail, I guess, uh, did you want to bring that up later? Or do you want to get into it right now? Well, we already brought it up. I mean, if you want to wait. Okay. I mean, oh, well, we can get into it now, I guess. Um because I got some notes, I just want to scroll yeah. down here. Uh, so, before, uh, sorry, it, before it, we talk about the dark saber itself, I just want to say, 
I called it. <laughs> no, I, okay. As far as as far as Luke Skywalker goes, I think I, I feel like I got some ownership to call on that as well because, like, I think we we had a conversation about this at one time a couple of weeks ago yeah. as to like who the child was contacting when he was put yeah. on the seeing stone. Yeah. And I remember bringing it up. I was like, like, how many people do we know that's alive right now that classifies as a Jedi that could potentially be there, right? As far as timeline, there's not many. No, there's not. There's not many. It's just it's it's Luke. It's it's Luke. It's Ezra. It's potentially Cal Kestis because we've never seen the result of of that character from Mm -hmm. Jedi Fallen Order, and and that's pretty much it. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, I highly doubt. Like to me, I was like, you know what? They're bringing in Ahsoka Tano. Like, I highly doubt they're not going to use Luke Skywalker in the finale. But still, I, I was I was on the fence on it just because I knew it would be a very big budget thing to do. I guess I would not like because I mean we saw in the credits they actually got Mark Hamill to do voice work. I'm sure that was expensive yeah. and yeah. CG face replacement is crazy expensive and time consuming. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, well, this, you know, in, in classic kind of Star Wars TV fashion, they've always nailed finales really well. Like, I, I remember even back on Star Wars Rebels, just in general, I always thought that that show didn't really match up to Clone Wars as well, like quality wise. But the finale was always great. Um, and so like the, this Mandalorian episode, it was longer. You know, it had a higher budget, probably. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I really think it, it was good successful star wars thing to come out since disney took over (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i mean they have the asset to do young luke because you know we've seen it in in the rise of skywalker so i always thought like there's every reason to put this character in the show and mark hamill's still around is like you know he can do the voice and everything like he's done it for robot chicken like he of course he would come back so um yeah so i mean there's uh there was a lot of I think evidence for me to like kind of speculate that he would be I'm just surprised that nobody leaked it out for like a year. Like lasted a long that time. That is pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Like the I whole mean, Rosario they, Dawson <laughs> thing came out a long time ago. Yeah, and against, you know, Phil's Phil's draw here or wanting, like they managed to keep the reveal all the way to the point where he beats the droids and gets in the room. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so Phil, what, what, let, let's hear more about about your opinion on this because because I was intrigued by what you said. Um, you weren't you weren't a huge fan of of this of this scene. You, it's like you know who it is. Why do you need to hide the face? It's, 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 it's just it's so typical of like it's such a like even um you know why, right? It's because it would have cost more money. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's yeah, obviously, obviously for that, but I mean, like, even then, it's just like, I just find it so funny that Jedis prefer to see, to fight blind with the hood covering their eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Force. Well, I mean, like, they, they, they don't, the don't want to have a combination of the Force and their eyes. They just want the Force. Your eyes deceive you. <laughs> don't trust them. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. I just, I just thought it was a bit silly. It's like, you know, it, gets off the ship and he's still like so mysterious i just i just i i don't imagine like it being like the best for fighting but then at the end it's like okay he goes for the hood and it's just like wow it's luke skywalker i thought no i like it, it i thought it was porkins the whole time I, <laughs> what the just leaves the hood on the whole time <laughs> I, honestly, honestly i i knew it was luke as soon as like we saw the back of his robe come in right green lightsaber he saw his hilt he knew it was him but yeah. i 
I wouldn't have been surprised. And part of me thought they were going to do this. You just never see his face. It'd just be like, he's always out of focus or like over the shoulder. You know what I mean? That, that I think would have ticked off a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I could have seen it happening. I, I could have seen it happening too. I, I honestly like with, with the X-Wing, as soon as the X-Wing showed up, I was freaking out. I, like the first time I watched the episode, <laughs> I, I just knew exactly right away. And so at that I, point, I, I thought it was Dave Filoni's character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what were you, you going to say, Phil? I, I, I was, uh, was going to say like it, what would have maybe worked would have been a total bait and switch where it's just like it totally feels like it's Luke Skywalker and it's just some random Jedi you've never heard of before he's like hey I'm, uh, I'm Duke I'm I'm Tato Prince. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just like, uh, it just would have been random. But overall, I just, I just don't like, I, just, I don't know. Those kind of scenes just kind of tick me off. It's just, I, I, mean, I, I know it's Luke. I don't need, I don't need to have it hidden. That's thing. fair. I, like, how, how would you fix that though? Like what, what's yeah, the alternative? I, I'm curious. Spend, you're already, you're already, they've already spent like spend the money? millions yeah. of dollars. Spend some more. I mean, what if, what if they, um, <laughs> would you be happy if they kind of cheated a little and they, uh, like say when he fights those like last 10 droids and they're watching him on like the 480p like <laughs> security camera maybe he takes off his hood then and then fights the and but you can't really see his face anyways because like, you know what they should have not open they should have not opened the door and him just be like him stick his arm through like hey pass the pass the kid Pass it. <laughs> the door is like jams. They have to like force him to Like, hey, I, uh, I'll I'll take the kid. Trust me, it's, it'll be fine. Just and his gloves gone, so it's just his creepy ass robot hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Give me the child. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the child just starts levitating and gets force pulled out of, like a hole in the wall. Or something. <laughs> gone. Just gone. Tries to tries to come back out of the hole like, no, save me, no, and then gets sucked back in. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I do have to point out while we're on the topic of this scene um, that the 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 entry, the final entry, I, I mean, to, to Luke Skywalker, of course, like having the hood up and everything, um, you know, it. I, I was able to grip it fairly well because the last time we kind of get that first Luke Skywalker entry was at Jabba's palace and, and he's got the hood up and everything as well. Now, mind you, it wasn't fully over his like eyes and everything, but, um, but he still had the cloak and like he, you see the doors open and you just see this silhouette of a person and then the force choking thing for the Gamorrean guards. And then you kind of know who it is. But at first you're like, oh, like this is a mysterious cloak figure and, and Luke known for wearing an X-Wing outfit or anything but a dark cloak. You're like, you know, you don't really immediately associate it with that character if you've never seen the movie before. And uh, and then it, it turns out it's like this, like it's like that's like Jedi Luke, you know, uh, the, the last two movies we haven't really seen Jedi Luke. And now this is this is him. Like he's he's mastered his abilities to the point he can make his own lightsaber and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and and so I liked the fact that they kind of called back to that a little bit. And additionally to that, yeah. the scene where he comes out of the elevator completely mirrors the Vader, the Vader scene, scene in Rogue yeah, I noticed One that too. when yeah. he was going down the yeah. hallway. Yeah. yeah, like 100%. Like there's somebody online that kind of put them next to each other and you can see that like the even the the way that they move their lightsaber is like it's kind of the same general arcs of motion. And I was yeah. like, that's really awesome yeah, detail. Super vibes. Like, like, yeah, like father, yeah. like son. I was going to mention like, that at some point. I, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was blown away. 
it was super well well done. So I mean, props to Peyton Reed who uh, directed this episode, who also directed Ant Man and uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. But um, so exp- experienced guy. What's cool uh, also is like even down to the force power movement, like Vader like uses his hand to like crush the uh, the trooper against the roof. Yeah, and Luke does exact same movement yeah. and Crushes uses like the force crush on the droid. Yeah, exactly. Which is so. leveled up force choke. FYI. Yeah. That was For pretty, sure. uh, pretty sick. I, I did like it a lot. The only thing I really wish that was a little different about that scene was the music. I, I, I really, I, I kind of... I wasn't really on board with the music. I, I thought for sure that they would play the Force theme or like Luke's theme, yeah, but more like amped Luke up music. Yeah. No, they didn't have Luke music at all, and and I was I was kind of bummed that we didn't get that. Like maybe some yeah. sort of more more epic actiony version of the Force theme that we've heard before. But, I mean, they didn't um, want to give it away, right? We've talked about this. They don't want to <laughs> give it away. That it was Luke. They could have done it when he took his cloak off, though, because even after the review, they didn't play Luke's theme. Which really exactly. Usually, I um like I don't really notice the music in Star Wars. I feel like I feel it, but I don't I don't really pay attention to it. It's just part of like the backdrop, and it works perfectly because it blends in. But because of those ro- because of that robot music, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty painful. Like, props to them for like trying something new, right? Like it's, yeah. it's very unusual to have something very modern like this in um in in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But it like it totally like it took me out of the watching experience and made me it made me notice the music and like because right after that song uh, right after that like that music it went back to like the Mandalorian's theme which is quite nice but usually like, like I said like I don't really notice the music it's just like a part of the part of the backdrop it might as well be like like image composition to me I don't really it's just part of the thing but this really made me notice it and then I noticed you know like. I didn't really feel the vibe of the music throughout the whole episode, like at all. I didn't, it didn't really vibe well with me. Nope, hmm. did not like it. That's uh, that's one thing. That was it. <laughs> that's like similar that to yeah. Well, that's similar to what I think it was. Bryson, uh, was it you or Reed? I, f- I forget. The back on like the this the third episode or something when we had Bo Katan first show up. Um, a few of you guys didn't like the music that happened then. Techno. I think it was Bryce and I were talking about yeah. it. was very Blade Runnery. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. You guys didn't like the techno. It was all synth. Yeah, which was weird in Star yeah. Wars. I guess kind of Star Trekky. See, I'm really used to Star the Trek. Clone Wars at this point, which is an eight season show. But uh, or sorry, seven season show. It was supposed to be eight seasons, but um, uh, anyway. So uh, uh, that really <laughs> that show it does it does the same thing though. It really kind of brings the music to a different category of of like genre in a way. Well, they kind of so, have to because otherwise you're yeah. just kind of repeating the same stuff all over again, and it'll just get yeah. more stale. That's yeah. why it's like props to them for trying something new. I just don't think it really worked for me. It could have been right. something else. It could have been like another, it could have been like a similar genre, but mm-hmm. that specific thing, it, just, it, it, it kind of felt like uh, like an 80s movie where it's like you're, yeah. you're, actually, you're actually trying to be yeah. horrible. Terminator. The Terminator. But I mean, Terminator also is very synth-esque music. So it's like they're kind of exactly. these these droids, these dark troopers. They moved very Terminatory. So they have yeah. that plus Terminator style music. It just feels like they're trying to put Terminator in Star Wars. 
I, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, like I like just personally, I thought that was kind of cool. I, I, I see where you guys are going with the music, though. I can I can kind of get on board like it definitely if you're expecting Star Wars music, then it really doesn't ring with with that expectation for sure. Uh, but as far as the, ter- the Terminator vibe from the Dark Troopers goes, like I really like that a lot because uh, they, they've done like things like that in the shows before where it's like, you know, George and Dave were collaborating over kind of what to do with some Clone Wars arcs and they thought, oh, let's let's do like like Seven Samurai in 22 minutes or like let's do Godzilla in two episodes and, yeah. you know, this and that. So that it kind of it kind of keeps following that tradition of like having this inspired story kind of take place in Star Wars. And so I, I, I like that that it kind of hinted at the whole Terminator vibe because I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, it, it totally fit. Like it fit the the scene it fit like the, the mood they're trying to give to the the troopers mm-hmm. it just overall you know i yeah. think that maybe with star wars like there's a different there's a difference between like like star wars doesn't have a lot of songs like that felt like a song to me like someone like produced like a like a like a, it was like a dubstepy song but like yeah. i feel like star wars is more full of like themes like when you hear yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. And I, I don't quite know how to explain like the difference between those two things, but they feel different to me. Like, like when I think of like the trade federation theme, when you see, yeah, droids, yeah. right. Yeah. Or like, yeah. See, that's, yeah. that's exactly what my thoughts were when Luke showed up. I'm like, Oh, where's the force yeah. theme? Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. that was, that was a big issue for me. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, uh, I hate to bring us all the way back to the beginning of the episode here, no, but I, I do we should to, do that. Yeah. yeah we yeah. should, we should go back and talk about some of that stuff. So, um, I guess the first thing that was brought up was like, how do the ships dock? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> was, uh, Why is above? Like yeah. it's got three fins, and one of them's like vertical out the top, and then the the slave one flies above, and like I'm it's a goofy shape, which <laughs> I don't know how that docks yeah. in the first place. So it'd have to go butt to butt, right? Like engine yeah. to engine. Yeah. So yeah, so there's one. There's the only thing that I can kind of bring to the table as far as like something that might be a possibility is uh back in the clone wars there was a like hondo hondo's crew their ship was like a ufo and uh when they docked with another ship they had like a like a tube that would like extract from the from the side of the ship and like then go into uh one of the hatches on the other ship which was kind of at a more awkward angle which, but you know, they made it work kind of thing. And it was just this like long tunnel. It was a tube. Yeah. 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 There's a long tunnel that would then come out and attach. So I'm thinking maybe somewhere else. They didn't have time one. for that though. It was just like Slave maybe. One f- flew over and then Mando just walks in. I mean, it, had, it had to be. It has to be sort of connection. Yeah. Maybe he just jetpacked yeah. out the slave one and <laughs> that's true. You could have jetpacked right. over there. That's possible. All right, I'll, ex- I'll explain this, Josh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when a daddy slave one meets <laughs> meets a mommy imperial shuttle. <laughs> wow. Well, but all, all these ships must have like some kind of universal docking mechanism for like a spaceport or something. They must have like something that's universal that could just hook right. up. Do it to an air dock or something. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Tubes. I don't know. I was kind of, I got to be honest though, I was kind of, I, the uh, pilots or whatever, I didn't really like their Soviet era tank trooper hats. I was like, <laughs> and if you're going to go, if you're going to do an Imperial hat, like you should have either gone with a normal cap or my yeah. favorite 
my favorite the uh, the walk dish helmet. <laughs> like, I, I the wide the, one. The, the wide only one, time, yeah. I think the only time that the uh, that the guy in like episode six that like you know he dive bombs into the uh, the mm. star destroyer and he's screaming. You know that guy. He's got like, the same. Uh, He's got the same. He's got the same. So this hat showed up before. Uh, this this style. Oh, you're talking to the A wing. The A wing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So the the rebels have do have some of these sometimes because I I think even uh, yeah like in Rogue One I think I've seen a few characters from the Rebel Alliance have these. Yeah, things but on I was well. just uh, I was like, yeah. man, could have could have gone with my walk dish helmet. Like I really wanted to see that again. <laughs> I love. Every time I see that, I get really excited. But no, they uh, they cheated me. I think those are Imperial gunners. They don't they don't fly shuttles. No, they, I think they've. Uh, I don't know. They've been at control stations and stuff like that. I don't know, Matt. I would have settled even for a regular Imperial cap. Yeah, that's what I would have went with too. I will admit, it didn't look very Imperial to me. I, I like, kind of like it. I, I feel like like original trilogy stuff is all based off of old world war ii stuff that they just well like you know. if, if they were the rebels i wouldn't have cared i would be oh, like okay. yeah the rebels it's a piece of garbage on their head got it no problem but they're imperials <laughs> man i'm like where's the classy gotta look good like i eh, was yeah. my favorite yeah i, I would prefer just the regular hat yeah that's fair um so uh um so Din, it, it was pointed out by somebody, I, I forget who, maybe it was Phil. Um, uh, Din doesn't actually know a whole lot about the Darksaber at all, and, and yet he's Mandalorian. Oh, that was me. I oh, was that was like, Reed. Hey, okay. Bro. <laughs> like, so this guy's like, I'm the hardcore of the hardcore. I am like the top dog of the Mandalorians. Like, this is the way. The, not yeah. ways, plural, the way. And he's like, huh, Darksaber? What's that? I, I'm glad you brought this up because I honestly like that really puzzles me too because like my theory about like the fact that he's like this cult like he, he belongs to a Mandalorian cult basically right because uh, yeah. that's what that's what Bo-Katan says so the main Mandalorian society I guess like looks at this Darksaber as a significant thing it's like whoever holds that weapon that's been passed down since like Tor Vizsla kind of thing um, is uh, uh, is can rule Mandalore as long as they they wield the dark saber, right? And and the, and Din knows nothing about it. So I'm assuming that his clan or his like cult of Mandalorians predate yeah. that entire event. Like it, they predate the whole original dark saber from the old republic. Like his clan has probably been around uh, for a very long time. So well, when uh, did the dark saber first start coming around? This is ancient, isn't it? From it's like, ancient. Yeah, it's uh, it, the the first. It was the only and the first uh, Mandalorian Jedi that made it back in the days of the old Republic, and that's all oh. that that it said about it. And then what happens to him is he he dies, and the the saber remains at the Jedi Temple. But then a big massive war breaks out. The Mandalorians actually raid the Jedi Temple, and they take the dark saber back. And they made a law which states that the Mandalore, which is the 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 the, the guy who wields the dark saber, essentially rules Mandalore as their leader. And until someone's able to challenge him and defeat him in battle, they get rulership and ownership of the dark saber as well. So during the Clone Wars, Darth Maul knew this this pact, and and so he barges in to 
the throne room, which uh, Pre Vizsla at the time, which they had a partnership going on to try and take over Mandalore, and uh, Pre Vizsla kind of kind of he senses he, he, he kind of gets the feeling that Maul's going to backstab him. So he kind of goes ahead with his plans and backstabs him first. And so Maul gets classic really... villains teaming up with other villains. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, totally. So, so Maul, Maul, Maul's like gets really pissed about this because his plan just fell apart a little bit. So he's like, you know what? Uh, uh, Pre Vizsla, he's a man of honor. He's, he's, he will not deny me uh, one-on-one combat. So that's what I'm going to challenge him to do. So that's what he does. And, and he fights with his, his like half, you know, chopped off saber thing. And then, you know, previous has got the dark saber or whatever. And, and so they, they have a bit of a, a duel and, and Maul comes out on top and kills previsla and gets the throne to Mandalore. And then that's kind of how the, the finale of the whole Clone Wars wraps up is that, is that Bo-Katan who was once aligned with, with previsla has just lost her leader. So she's, she's like, no outsiders ever going to rule Mandalore. So she packs up and she's like, Hey, we're out of here. So like her and her night owls just like kind of rebel and leave. And then they kind of cross paths with Ahsoka who, uh, helps them out and gets the Jedi on their side. And Bo-Katan was the sister of Satine, who was a lover of Obi-Wan Kenobi at one point. So, um, so they kind of make an alliance and they're like, you know what? The Republic can help. Uh, we want Maul anyways, and we can get your planet back. So that's what they do. And uh, the 501st Division is like split in half. So like half of it is in the movie Revenge of the Sith. And then the other half with like Captain Rex and Ahsoka are on Mandalore. And then they're they're having their whole battle there. And uh, they actually win and Maul gets taken into custody. But then while they're delivering him back to the Jedi Temple, and he's got news about like Sidious and all that stuff. He knows the whole plan. Uh, the purge actually breaks out on the way back. And so... The whole thing like kind of goes into chaos and like that news is never delivered and and all this and that and uh and yeah so what happens to the dark saber is it still remains in maul's possession until star wars rebels and then after he's defeated at at some point during that point of time by by kenobi um the dark saber is found by a character from the rebels crew and she actually passes it to bo katan and a lot of people have been asking like why doesn't Bo-Katan take it from Din Djarin in The Mandalorian when she actually took it from Satine when it was offered to her back then? That's what I was wondering, too, because you brought this up when we were watching it, that she was offered it. She didn't win it in single combat. So then why is she yeah. all joked about not winning it this time? She's already accepted it once before. <clears throat> yeah, so so my speculation on this is that it's actually because like the last time she lost it must have been in battle with Moff Gideon. Um, which at the time must have been in the ISB or whatever. Like somehow she lost this this dark saber after the events of Rebels, um, and uh, which takes place before Episode Four, and then uh, she's been after it ever since. But because she lost it in battle, she needs to reclaim that right in battle. Whereas like Satine, who who found the dark saber in Maul's lair. Who at that point Maul was dead and nobody knew what happened to him. I guess you know they they didn't know that Obi Wan killed him in the desert, so uh, she just takes it. Who knows what it is? Trains with it, gets to gets to know the saber and uses it for for quite a while of the show, but then realizes like I'm not the one that should be leading Mandalore. Like 
Bo-Katan is. So, so she gives it to her and Bo-Katan accepts the sword on her sister's behalf, who was once the ruler and the Duchess of Mandalore, which Maul killed, right? In, in, a, in, a, in an attempt to get revenge on Kenobi. So it, it all kind of like comes together that way. And I always thought like, oh, maybe she allowed herself to take it in that moment because it wasn't a combat situation, but maybe today, like that's not the case right so i don't even get because moff gideon's still alive like and he was like two feet away so i'm like bro like cut off his cuffs like give him the dark saber back and have them do it like a 1v1 like fight to the death like right there let's get it done yeah i heard you say that when we were watching it i I thought that was quite funny i was like yeah i mean the little plot holes here and there right (laughs) and another thing is just kind of like they didn't really like they weren't really precise about what it meant to like lose it in combat or whatever. So it's like, it, it, if, if the Mandalorian currently is is the owner, I guess, of the saber. Uh, well, he, he didn't he didn't kill Moff Gideon. He just yeah. hit him in combat. Yeah. So just, just get the two of them in a ring and settle this. Exactly. Yeah. That's probably what they'll do at some point. But I mean, it's like, I, I don't know, it's like they, they made it in such a big deal, which is like, I, I, I hope they explain yeah. a bit more. She looked yeah. very, very cheesed about the whole situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, so my speculation is that Mando's gonna gonna keep the Darksaber because What's-Her-Face is too <laughs> stubborn. To, yeah, too stubborn to take it from him. And then next season, he's gonna go back to his uh, foundry or whatever and be like, hey, what's up, boss? So, uh, yeah, did the quest. <laughs> Got the kid delivered, and hey, look what I found! This is cool dark saber thing. And then they're gonna be like, "Whoa, bro!" Like, huh. no, no, they're gonna be like, "Did anyone see your face?" And he's gonna be like, "Um, later." <laughs> <laughs> but they're gonna be like, "All right, now uh, let's go get Mandalore." And now he's gonna be a big daddy Mandalore, and he's gonna have to reclaim it. I think that's gonna be next uh, season. Which which one of us speculated that we thought? It's also a possibility that Bobo would become Mandalore or something like that. This came up at this came up at one point. I think I was, I was talking about it. I was talking about it because yeah. that's what happens in the EU. Yeah, right. right. That's books. what it was. I didn't think it would happen, but I was like, well, it happens in the books. It oh, almost. Right. You were almost right. You were just got the wrong planet. So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so he's not getting the position of Mandalore, but he does get the position of Jabba the Hutt. So I don't know if that's any better. <laughs> yeah, but I think not, I think no, no, an no, overweight not, problem is in his future. <laughs> it's not the position of Jabba the Hutt anymore, though, because it's not the Huts anymore. It's the Fets. <laughs> Right, right. The fat right. crime family. Oh fat man, the I don't know. I feel like Django would roll over in his grave. <laughs> Probably. It's not gonna I be. Mean, he's like the boss hog of all boss hogs now, though, right, man? Like he's like the top dog of all the uh, bounty hunters and stuff. Now he's he's not a, just the bounty hunter. He's like owns the bounty hunters. I, I, I really. I really. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Bryce. <laughs> I'm just saying some dumb again. I'm like, I can't wait to see his like his little pot belly like sticking through. His <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, does he have like, to get fat too? No, like, yeah. is it gonna be a chin or a yeah. belly or both? Like, what's gonna happen? Change that E to an A. It hangs out underneath the bottom of the helmet. I thought it was hilarious that. I mean, I, I for one thought Bib Fortuna or Fortuna died on 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 the sail barge, right? Me but too. I mean, I did not expect him to to be like 
three hundred pounds larger than the last time. I love that though. Whoever, that great, yeah. Whoever decided that's, that's what they're gonna go with, like props. That is amazing. I love I, every I thought, moment I of it. it was, I thought it was quite funny. I thought, I thought it's like, I mean, so if good. you think about it, Bib Fortuna like worshipped Jabba for years. Like, like he was there at the pod races, right? So, I mean, he Yo, probably yeah, he thinks like super highly of Jabba in every state, right? So, I mean, I think maybe he just tried to be like him in every way, shape, and form, literally. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, Anyway, I, I pointed out at one point Bo-Katan's yellow blaster bolts weren't actually yellow in this episode. I don't know why but that happened. they were happened. in the other episode. Yeah, and they're supposed to be oh. because it's it's like that in every other, like on the animated shows and everything like that. The Mandalorian blasters are always yellow from, the, that, from Bo-Katan and all those people. Like, it's always yellow. Yeah, it was it's yellow all- in Clone Wars and it was, it was yellow in Rebels. And it was actually yellow yeah. three episodes ago yeah. in... Huh. This season of Mandalorian. And and the first time she shot a blaster bolt, I noticed that and appreciated it right away. And the first time, <laughs> the first time that she, I know, I know, I'm like the first time that she shoots her gun in this episode, I'm like, why? Like, like what the heck? But I noticed a few other like things that they kind of went Complain sloppy Pablo on. Pablo or someone to see if they replace it like they did with uh, Captain so, Blue Jeans. Yeah, well, there was also the the scene where the the cloner officer guy gets shot, and the it, it, the guy behind him gets shot. And I pointed out there's like there's like an outline of his ear that was like floating in front of his face in the the brief yeah. scene that the other guy gets gets clipped. So yeah, I don't know. It's just really really odd. So there was that, and then there was a well, there was one shot with Luke Skywalker. It didn't look as if they'd uh, actually given him a lightsaber effect because. Uh, uh, on set, they do film with a glowing blade, very similar to like the the ones you can get for dueling sabers and stuff like that. And it, it's to get the interactive lighting. But um, so they, they did that with the sequel films. But uh, sometimes you can get away with it because it's so hot, like the light that it'll show up white in the center anyways on camera and the outside will be green. But I think they went really cheap on that far away shot. And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't need to add it in. But, you know, I could totally tell. Um and uh, I, I guess additionally to that, I think there was only one other thing I noticed. But anyway, there was there was like a few things. I was like, oh, that's that's weird. That's like a minor tech fixes that yeah. slip through or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You kind of skated you, over. Why do you hate Star Wars. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Just like, why does Josh hate Star Wars so much? <laughs> oh man. Um, how'd you guys like the the dark trooper plastoid? Like, like, what do you think that is? Um, it's mega car, probably. <laughs> well, no, because no. the lightsaber cuts through it. Exactly. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, cause I, I thought that too. I wrote it down. Like, are we going to find out if it's Beskar or not? It is not. We, that is confirmed. I mean, I wonder if it's a form of cortosis, which isn't as lightsaber resistant. Um, right. But we know I mean, for sure it's not Beskar now. Yeah. I yeah. kind of just accepted it. Cause as a big Terminator fan, I'm like, yeah, perfectly natural that they're able to block and deflect like everything and next impossible to kill. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of the dark troopers, uh, the, the officer guy who has kind of given them the inside scoop on that, on Moff Gideon's ship. Uh, he, he did confirm to us that these are in fact, phase, phase three. three 
Dark mm-hmm. Troopers, which yeah. is weird because oh. I, I always thought Phase 3 was not robotic originally in the EU, but I guess they've changed that that part of it. Okay. Can I just say, I thought it was kind of lame that that dude literally just like belly flopped <laughs> straight up, like was under no pressure to cough up any information whatsoever. And he's just like, nah, 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 uh, Phase 3 Dark Troopers, uh, they're right here uh, over there. And so there's oh. all this stuff too, blah, blah, blah. I was like, in the first... In the first season, though, he like when, as soon as he gets a blaster to his face, kind of thing, like he's like, just take the child. Like, I, well, that's like, what I mean, though. There was no blaster yeah. to his face. He's just sitting there in the corner, like by himself. No one's even talking to him. And he's like, oh yeah, hey, by the way, I'm gonna rat out this entire like cruiser, like of the one guy I fear most in this world. I mean, uh, I would. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think just uh, I think I'm like he, a, he's like a kind doctor. of guy. It's like I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, it does feel like he's just like in it only for the science and nothing else. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was just about like to say, I think he's the kind of guy that's in for, <laughs> yeah. for the job. Yeah, probably similar I, to the guys who meet who are designing the, the Death Star, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those guys probably just probably just it, it might he's even be like uh, like Galen, <laughs> like like Galen Urso, for example. Like he was just sucked into that job and didn't want to do it. But it seems like this guy. I mean, this guy's really crucial to this this whole plan. So even if he tried to get away, like the Empire would find him and force him back to work, kind of thing. So um, yeah, maybe he just doesn't. Maybe oh. he wants to get out, right? You know, you know what theory for next season? Now he's gonna be the new nemesis because he's gonna right. be like because now that they still got the the blood or whatever from uh grogo he's gonna be like we stand here admits my achievement yeah he's just gonna take moff gideon's place he just gets deformed and just turns into snoke <laughs> <laughs> he cleans himself and makes snoke yeah just oh, injects himself with grogu's blood and he just turns into snoke yeah <laughs> Incredible Hulk style. <laughs> oh man! Oh my goodness! Uh, so somebody said, "Why is Moff Gideon a Moff?" I yeah. forget who said uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's hear some theories. Do you guys have any theories on that? I like the Blake's suggestion that it's a uh, that it was like a. Uh, you know, like, uh, what do they call it? Like, by a street or something like that, except it's by a planet. And it's like, hey, join the Empire today. You get this one time offer to become a moth. Just buy one planet and you'll be a moth. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I was saying, I think it's like a self proclaimed title. So, I mean, when we first hear about him, he's referred to as a warlord. So, yeah. I kind of feel like after the Empire kind of fell apart, he just like took over the system and just self proclaimed himself moth. Yeah, I, I got that feeling too, as well as the fact that, I mean, Werner well, Herzog's we, character, who I always forget the, the name of, he had his firing squad just kill that guy. And, you know, so maybe he killed his way to the top too. Like, yeah. Well, didn't we talk about that in the first season too? That, like, yeah. at the Empire, the state of the Empire at this point is probably just like a collection of warlords and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not really surprising that someone yeah. would be like, oh, hey, guess what? Uh, I'm a moth now. Yeah. It, yeah. It's actually well, explicitly explained as that in the novels that come right after Return of the Jedi. 
Yeah, like and even and, around um, Kashyyyk, there's that one guy who's a boar lord who just yes. makes all of his income sell, selling Wookiee slaves. Yeah, exactly. And and, okay, and well. I'd like to I'd like I'd also like to mention squadrons. So Reed, I've been playing a lot more of it lately, uh, yeah. and I, I got to the point where I had to defend an imperial base that's like somewhere I forget the name of it. But um, the, the the story kind of plot goes like that we have to do that, and and that station is like under control of one of these like high up imperial officer. Oh people. yeah, the munitions and depot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the munitions depot, and we end up like heisting de- like munitions from our own yeah, guy because he great, just doesn't yeah. give it to us, like because the empire is so broken. He's like, yeah, yeah, I don't have authorization. I'll do yeah. what I want with my munitions. You're not allowed. Like the yeah, empire is literally falling apart. And he's just being the biggest jerk on the planet. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so the like, there's all these like, like foolish people that just they have no leader, right? So they're yeah. uh, they're at the top of their chain. It's like they're they're their own boss at this point. So I mean, yeah. it, at that point, it's just like a power struggle because they're all trying to gain control of this broken empire. I but, mean, uh, there's nothing saying that he doesn't control planets at this point. Like, yeah, like, I was reading. I was reading this. A moth apparently is is a a a leader of a sector in the mm-hmm. galaxy and there's about a thousand sectors in the galaxy because yeah. So, yeah what's their hierarchy they got the barons and stuff like that which the individual baron controls like an actual planet i think and then um well he does have would be like the leader of like a group of barons or something because there we have met one baron in the show so far and it's the one that ahsoka was asking about thrawn so I, I and and I've kind of brought this up once before I think where I, I always speculated that Moff Gideon was actually in league with with Thrawn rather than anybody else, which is why he actually has all these resources, you know? Yeah. Um, Thrawn is a, yeah, Thrawn is a resourceful guy. So even in the in the moment that the Empire crumbles apart, like I feel like if anyone's kind of gonna be the person to bring that back together some of some kind is gonna be Thrawn, right? Because that's originally what happened in the EU as well. So, um, have I got that right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of what That's when we met Thrawn was the novels right after Jedi. And he yeah. was basically yeah. managed to get all the splintered cell pieces of the Empire and get them back in formation working again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heir to the Empire. Um, so, uh, the Mark Hamill uh, cameo slash... Deep fake CGI face, like yeah. So we we talked about it off record, but um, just so that we can kind of get it on the show here. Uh, do you guys think it was CGI or do you think it was deep fake stuff? I think it was deep fake personally. Yeah, it, like, looked, it looked different than CGI. It definitely didn't look like a model that was animated. Yeah, but it looked like a two D image that they had put on whoever was there playing the character because just kind of like his head. I don't think it was even the right shape. It was like slightly malformed. Yeah, I yeah. do. I do think it was deepfake because I did read an article and the the actor is out there. Like you can look it up and look who. Mm-hmm. The actor I looked that him played. up too. He's just like the body double that plays him. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I know. I I was I was on the first time I thought um, I saw it. I thought uh, back to a conversation I think that we actually had on Hangouts at one point where I was saying, uh, yeah, deep fake is kind of going forward a lot more. I think that they'd be using it in film uh, more mm-hmm. frequently than CGI faces and stuff. And sure enough, now we're actually getting like really we're early stages yeah. of yeah, because and- I can't really think of any other places in cinema in cinema that that you actually do get a deep fake like most of the time so far it's been a cg head 
did they yeah usually CG head did they try doing any sort of deep fake for the uh, Fast and Furious no that was no, CG that was CG, that was CG. Yeah, okay. Sorry. So, what's what is deepfake? I don't understand. <laughs> is it just like a, a modeling tool or something like that? Like no, no. It's it's like it's compute. It's like uh, what is it? Machine learning. So basically, yeah. you have a bunch of stills from one person, and you have like a moving actor, and the computer, like after like a bunch of like iterations, it'll try to match the reference picture's face onto the moving person. And it can have some really cool results, but you know, it's just it's just not there just yet. There's a lot of, it's always like around the neck and the hair. I always find the biggest mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and sometimes the hair isn't even the the deep fake uh part. Like sometimes like they would keep the hair of like the the person and then they have just the face is like the deep fake thing. Yeah, but it's like there's an interaction in between that always like you yeah. always like yeah. It slides. It's like a it's the, tiny yeah. sliding. It, it's the blending areas. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, what's funny is there's a shot with Luke where he, when he bends down to pick up Grogu and like he puts his head down and everything, but none of his hair moves at all. Like it's a, like it's just a flat CG model. So I'm like, oh, that looks really bad. <laughs> that's a, that's some intense hair wax. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing moved, even though he's got like pretty long hair. It's, it's the force, man. Like, what do you think? He's <laughs> he just looks good. Back good all the time it's the force keeping him keeping him looking good man yeah luke skywalker's force brand gel yeah yeah it's just an empty bottle (laughs) sometimes you just gotta force it Uh, so there was a bit of a character development moment at the very end because you know din jaren finally removes his helmet and you know, well, to the ca- child, he's moved it. He's yeah. taken it off in last episode. He, yeah, and, and he, well, and he—it's something that I don't think. It, well, it's in front of everybody, right? Including Luke, who's yeah. a guy he never met. And I think it's like it has something to do with the last episode that we watched with. Um, uh, dang it! I always forget his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, What's his name again? Merriweather or something like that? That sounds yeah. great. Mayfell. 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 I almost said melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, so Mayfell. Uh, so he, uh, you know, he has a conversation with at length, you know, in the in the truck, like about about removing his the helmet and everything. Out. And uh, yeah. And and I and I thought like, oh, this we might actually see some reflection of this conversation later because they kind of focused in on it quite a bit and uh you know and sure enough like he's able to the child like grogu asked him to remove it by by putting his hand up to the helmet and so i thought it was a really cool character moment to see that he's finally gotten to that point where it's like you know he he's able to cross the line for essentially what he considers his kid um Mm. and uh and for him like who's a guy who is basically been his father this whole time to me i thought that was quite a special moment because like you've really seen the development of these two kind of grow closer as time's gone by you know first he was supposed to be out to like to kill this thing and and at the point now he's like throwing himself in in front of him for blaster bolts and you know taking off his helmet for him and and doing all these things and doing it more than once as well um 
you know, to reference the face scanner. Well, thing. don't so, they, sorry. So don't they like when he gets like quested or whatever to, you know, bring him quote unquote back to his kind, like, don't they actually like call uh, Grogo like a foundling basically? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so the, the armorer uh, person, she, she kind of says like you two are, are a clan now. So um, yeah, cool. no, I thought, I thought it was really cool though to see yeah. kind of that, that development. Yeah, I thought it was. That that makes me realize that makes me a little disappointed that he gave up Grogu to learn to Luke. Because if we just would have held on a bit, we could have got a, a Yoda Mandalorian armor. So I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but there's a character called Kylo Ren that comes up eventually and uh, kills everybody. <laughs> no, man. We don't, we don't know that Grogu didn't become a Knight of Ren. I know. He just CG this little helmet into the back of every shot. Dude, he was yeah. the helmet. He was the helmet. Yeah. He's standing on top of somebody else. <laughs> I'm just oh, waiting man. here in the background of one of the shots with uh, the Knight's Wrench here. Huh? Huh? <laughs> 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 little tender tool man grunt. I, I think uh, I think we'll see him again. I, I I don't think they'll they'll leave it completely up to you know him being a student of Luke that just gets ripped apart by Ben Solo. <laughs> That's you what we're You know what he's gonna yeah. be like? Luke's gonna come back and drop him up and be like, "Oh man, like dude, he was getting into my stuff. He was taking all my food. He was getting like taking my lamp and stuff, dude. Man, I can't deal with this. He's yours yeah. now." Oh, on the man. other hand, though, like I would not be surprised if if we we do get to the point where it's like, yeah, this Grogu ends up being at Luke's temple and makes that moment so much more impactful uh, because now we actually have some students of Luke's to kind of you know put heart in a little bit because before it's like nobody cared like nobody cared about the fact that Ben Solo ripped apart Luke's Jedi Temple because we didn't know anybody did you? Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, I think if, if, they, if they, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if I can like Kylo Ren anymore if he kills Baby Yoda. Well, that's just it, right? That's just yeah. it. Because before I didn't care enough to dislike the character, mm. but but now like that scene, because I, I felt for Luke, but I didn't feel for all the dead bodies scattered everywhere. Like, I mean, it sounds a little harsh when I say it that way, but it's like I had no connection to their characters, right? And it's just the same as like when Obi-Wan is telling Luke like, oh, the Jedi were once the Guardians of Peace of the Old, you know, it's like Vader hunted down and destroyed the Jedi. Who cares? We don't know any of these people. You watch what about the prequels. all these younglings that got murdered by Anakin? We don't know them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and you watch the prequels and it's like, dude, like this is this sucks. Like this is like a really emotional moment in the story. And now we have some context. So so like I feel like maybe it, it also could go in the direction that Grogu actually is this student of Luke Skywalker's that stays a student up until the point that he dies. Here's here's where I'm going to say you're probably wrong about that. How many times in the story did they lead up to Ahsoka dying and then Dave finds a way to rescue her? I think it's going to be the same thing all over again. Yeah. Well, no, they, they, they've only done it once that they actually brought her back. And that was in the same the same episode. And that was midway through the Clone Wars. And so they never had Dave's an intention. Dave's characters don't die. Same with like Rex, right? It's he true. Showed up it's again. True. It's Even true. though all the clones are dead, Rex survives. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. Wolf. 
It's Think of least... how many people's lives will be scarred if they kill off, like, Grogo, Baby Yoda. Like, <laughs> so many people, so many kids yeah. everywhere. I'm gonna be like, what? what? You're gonna, what? You're gonna, you're gonna start selling, like, decapitated Baby Yoda toys. Yeah, I was gonna say, the one I was like, the last Jedi version, and he's like, cut in half. Tens of thousands of girlfriends will stop liking Star Wars. Like, oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Is I, I can see where you're coming from there, man. Like I, I I don't want to believe it. It is not exactly. I'm not set on that speculation. But I'm just saying, like it is an option that we got to consider because, yeah, like Luke is trying to restart the Jedi Order, and this is a big step in doing that, right? So he he yeah. might actually already have other students, and the event that all this stuff happens is not that far away. Like we're talking maybe like. Because there's 29 years between Force Awakens and Return of the Jedi, and this is five years after. So that's like, uh, oh, and and Ben Solo betrays Luke before the Force Awakens by a couple of years, right? So we're really not that far off. Like if you think about it, like like really? even though he ages quite a bit in that you know 15 year gap or whatever. And Greg was uh, like what 50 years old. Yeah, so it's gonna grow like what, like half an inch by that time. <laughs> yeah, not even, not even. Like, yeah, <laughs> probably still wouldn't be able to talk. Yeah, so I mean, it, that event is not is scarily not not that far away, um, and uh, you know, fifteen twenty years kind of thing. Uh, but you know, it, it's definitely in the back of my head, thinking like, oh, like, is he, it was he one of those people or not? But yeah, no wonder like Yoda's species is so like. Unrepresented? Yeah, because like they freaking don't make it to adulthood. They they yeah. so infantile and terrible for so long they all it's die. True. They're basically just like baby turtles. Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking turtles, man. Just I mean, like they hatch from the egg and then they all just get slaughtered before they get to adulthood as they make their way to the beat like to the water. Oh yeah, uh, what, dude, watch, yeah, that's gonna be exactly it. They're gonna find the planet that they're on and there's just gonna be tons of them, but they're all getting killed off by the other creatures on the planet. I think I think we're generalizing just a little hard here. I mean like Yoda lived a full life. I will have remind all of you. He's he's uh, a threat one percent. Yeah, yeah, and and Yaddle was uh, a Jedi Master by the time that she died. So you know she must well, have been you know, like most species that have this issue of their young being killed off in large numbers. They have like thousands of children at once. So I mean, right. we could be seeing like a hatchling situation going on with Yoda's Yoda's species. species now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's like our struggle to the finish line, like to get off the planet, and only the only the strongest make it for survival of the fittest. Yeah, has George ever done a planet where the the entire planet is just a giant nursery? Because I feel like that'd be Yoda's planet. <laughs> that was episode one of the Mandalorian. All of those crates were full of Yodas. He just took one. Yeah. Yeah. Just leaves the rest behind. I'll just starve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think um, as far as far as, uh, as as far as like season three goes, do you, I'm pretty sure we'll see Grogu again. Is it confirmed? Um, Are they even going to do a season three? They're going to just branch yeah. off into different series. I think it's confirmed, right? I, I think it's confirmed. One of the actors kind of confirmed that that there was a season three and potentially even a season four happening of this show. Uh, they they didn't officially announce it, but uh, what they did announce was uh, that Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic will 
uh, sideline the Mandalorian and eventually all three shows will cross over into a cinematic event, which could either be another series or it could be like a Disney plus movie or something like that. So that'll be, be interesting just cause like, yeah, that's a lot, to, that's a lot of Canon to manage at the same time to make sure. Like, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know if they, yeah. they can handle it. I mean, if uh, they're clearly trying to go for an Avengers thing and Avengers worked out great. But they couldn't even handle three films that are supposed to, you know, take after each other. Right. Well, that's that's. See, this, I think Lucasfilm is really kind of like, uh, you know, like they're still trying to recover from like the the fan uh, faith, you know. Um, yeah. But well, I mean, Marvel, I mean, this Marvel is does their it really one well. out of all this stuff after Disney took over, and like this is the one thing that's I, other than like Rogue One, maybe that I think has by far been the most like successful not just like financially but like you know fan approved as well so i think i think they'll do fine at least with this show i don't mm -hmm. know we'll have to see how the other shows kind of turn out and how woke they try to be with the other shows like they did with uh, some of the uh, movies that we, we shall not name <laughs> it is kind of funny it's like they found they're like oh what people don't hate this one Okay, let's just make like ten series on on like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah honestly, yeah. man, that's probably they probably just gave them like carte blanche. They're like, all right, yeah, you can bring, you can do whatever you want. Bring in a yeah, Bo-Katan, like a Ahsoka, like you can heck, you can bring Fett back. Yeah, go for it, man. Bring him back. Do what you want there. Like, I think I hope, yeah. that, um, I hope that Trapper Wolf makes appearances in every <laughs> <Yeah>. single one. Well, <laughs> too. Oh, New Rangers of the New Republic, hands down. He's going to be a main character. <laughs> I think that like, the um, the ending of this season is like it's going to give a lot of good stuff for the third one, just because like it's it's cut quite a bit of ties to the main story. Because like for the last two seasons, it's been really about um, the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, and you know the two of them and all the adventures kind of center around trying to kind of discover what Grogu is really. And uh, when it's when I, I feel like when when the Mandalorian started the show, I thought it was it was refreshing because it wasn't just lightsabers and stormtroopers. You know what I mean? And yeah, I was craving that. As season two went on, I feel like it was a lot more just like stormtroopers being like incredibly stupid. <laughs> and then you know it was, it was kind of getting to the same mold a little bit uh, to, to certain points for me but now in season three if if you if they cut ties with Grogu a little bit at least for the most part then you, they can kind of go back to having a standalone adventure that can be pretty refreshing again they don't have to they don't have to stick to the, to the same stuff all over again they can kind of have a, Make a, a small, yeah, like a small reset button where it's like you know it's not always about you know saving. Well, that, that about the whole Mandalore thing, right? So, yeah. do you think yeah. that's what it's going to be about? Like, what do you guys want to see in the next season? Probably the Mandalore oh. thing. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think. Yeah, I think it's kind of constricted. Like, it's. I think it is going to be constricted by like the Mandalore thing because he's he has the dark saber now, and whether he has a clue or not, how important that is apparently to everybody else. I think he's gonna like probably be quested now to take back Mandalore or something like that. Like, you know, what would also be kind of cool as like a side story is his original clan finds out that he like took off his mask. And they all like turn on him. So I, I, I was actually thinking that too. I was I was thinking that as well. 
So then he'd be like an outcast to them. And I don't know what the rules are. Like, are you just kicked out or are they supposed to like hunt you down? Like, I don't really know what the rules are around that. Right. I don't think they ever said. So he's yeah. definitely going to be out, but it, yeah. yeah, it does. It does make me wonder what's going to happen to the rest of his clan. Yeah. Cause that's something that still hasn't really come up since the season one finale. Yeah, yeah, they didn't talk about it at all this season, other than right. just when he's like talking to people already knew about it. Like, yeah, yeah. Boba and him have cut ties now because the job is done, which is great. So right. like, that character is no longer a recurring character for the most part in this show. Mm-hmm. But, I kinda hope he does show up as a little overlap with him. Like <laughs> they like cross paths where they're at odds, I guess, because Boba's doing like a spice run, got people running spice <laughs> or something. Maybe, but that's just, I'm, I'm interesting about uh, Bo-Katan, like the relationship between them, because um, like the only reason she joined, like it was like their interaction in the bar was just kind of like interesting, because like she just wanted Moff Gideon. That's the only reason really she really came with uh, with them there. So for the dark saber, I guess, right. Mm-hmm. So now it's going to be interesting whether they stick together or not for like the rest of the next season, whenever that is. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that the season three episode one could could end up picking up right where season two finale leaves off. Like I can I can see something like that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same. But, oh, I love uh, time jumps, though. I really like time. jumps. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm with I Bryce on that one. I kind of think he's just going to go straight back to the foundry or whatever. I think that's what will happen. I think they're going right. to, yeah, he's just going to take his, his pointy stick, his dark saber. He's going to come back. And he's been like, hey, boss, look what I did. Got got rid of the kids. Got all this cool new stuff. Here, I'll share it with you. It'll be great. The thing is, I don't think Bo-Katan would let him do that. She's been after this dark saber for forever. Like, that's going to have to be figured out before he's even able to Well, just, they'll, just, they'll just have a cage match, and he'll just, like, he won't fight as hard. Or, or maybe she's, like, super badass, and she's going to beat the fucking shit out of him or something. I think they'll draw that out for over the next season, probably. I think they're going to make her, like, super miffed about it, or they'll make her like suck it up and be like all right i'm gonna follow you to retake mandalore now because right now we just need to retake mandalore like i think she might prioritize retaking mandalore over getting the dark saber back right away yeah or or, hear me out their plan is to do the duel and maybe they even open the season with the duel starting and then something happens they can't finish it and throughout the series of that season they're, they're trying to get back to that but they have a bigger problem they need to fix and by the end she actually thinks he deserves to be mandalore yeah mm. I, um, I think yeah, I that's a that. possibility too yeah I, I i thought as soon as because i mean the show is called the mandalorian and like it seems fairly appropriate to have him as mandalore himself and he you know? can unite the two clans right because now he knows yeah. he, know, he knows the his you know cult clan then now he knows the regular people outside of that too yeah, also, exactly. I, I, the thing I, I don't like about the um, like the, the Mandalorian and the title of the show and him not revealing his face for the longest time, I thought was like the coolest thing because it implied that everyone could be the Mandalorian. You know what I mean? It was also they were one hundred percent stealing the Boba Fett thing, right? Because he was the man with no face until yeah. they did the prequels, and then everyone got mad about that. So, like, let's just reboot Boba Fett, and that's basically what the Mandalorian was. Yeah. yeah. It's Boba Fett, but not. Exactly. 
Um, so uh, speaking of Boba Fett, I mean, we get Bib Fortuna. Uh, we got the famous McClunky Nine uh, line, which showed up in the the recent re-edit of, of uh, A New Hope. What was that, Reed? Bid Fortuna or Big Fortuna? Uh, yeah. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, well done. Well done. That's that's got to be on a shirt, man. That's got to be on a shirt. Um, Dude, so, Josh, yeah. upload it. You could have it at, like as Dude, a donation to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show pod merch. I'm going to tweet it out. I'm going to tweet it out on the show's Twitter right now. Do it. Just, uh, yeah. So uh, you better make the shirt first, or else people are going to, you know, put it up there first, and your idea will be stolen. Literally just his head with the tentacle thing or whatever with the double triple chins like that's all i want oh man um so uh so other other than big fortuna uh we know what happened with jabba's leftover people who actually survived the sail barge like i didn't realize that everyone was on that but maybe they were because there was very few people in in the palace well a lot of would have left too i mean it established that bib fortuna was a very weak-minded fool Jabba calls him out like right away. So I think a lot of people who were competent probably do like, nope, just left and went find yeah, someone else. Don't don't the huts have control of like not just like Tatooine, but like a lot of different places. Yes. Too? So they probably they, like right up and then that that whole thing, the whole hut empire though has been crumbling ever since the days of the yeah. empire. So um but yeah, at one point like they they did have like quite a lot of power in their hands. Um and and now it seems as if Boba controls uh, the whole Jabba Palace and everything like that, and it, it's funny because as soon as he popped up originally earlier on in the in the Cobb Vanth episode, like the very first one, I think I brought it up. I was like, like, oh, what happened to, to Slave One, and like, what happened to Jabba's palace and all this stuff. And so it turns out he did have Slave One, and I don't know what took him five years to like finally. Yeah, to finally leave the planet, get his armor, and, and and finally kind of go back to Jabba's palace and have his revenge of some kind, whatever that is, what that's all about. There's a story there uh, for sure. Like, yeah, I, I, and we'll find out more about it in in the the book of Boba Fett. But uh, just yeah. like to kind of wrap up, like, do you guys have any kind of brief speculations on on, on what that show is going to be kind of about? Okay, well, I, I want to point out quick that. At first, I thought it was actually going to be a book, like a Star Wars. Yeah, novel. I thought it was going to be a graphic, <laughs> novel, like com- or graphic novel or comic book or something. Right, but it's a show. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. All fans, it's a show. It's, okay. it's called a book, but it's a show. The, the, the title card <laughs> is online, and not just the the text. It, you can actually find like a a, a full on title card for the show, like on on the internet now. So, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, briefly, uh, just each of you, like, kind of. Give me your thoughts on the book about Fett. Um, I think it's going to be about like just what we were saying right now. Like the the hot empire has fallen apart, so I think he's going to be starting from his. Uh, the the Fets are going to start from their place of power in uh, in the the former hut now Fett Palace and uh, just go and like slowly rebuild that. And yeah, maybe we'll get like flashbacks of his like struggle out of uh, mm, the yeah, Sarlacc pit. For sure, like cool. That. That's yeah. a good one. My only issue is if they they go that route, which is what it looks like they're going to do, that's pretty similar to what Darth Maul did by building like his own (laughs) empire, right? His own like underground uh, underworld empire. Underworld, thank you, underworld empire. So I don't know if I want them to just do that again. And now that we've 
learned who Boba actually is through the Clone Wars, I don't feel like he actually so. has the right morality to be a crime lord. No, like, no I don't think it's going to happen. I don't no. think it's going to be like uh, him rebuilding an empire. I think it's probably going to be him rebuilding his reputation. Yeah, like he was. Yeah, like, he was what like the world, like the like the universe, the galaxy's like greatest bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. Yeah. So you know that's that's a solid reputation. Like I remember from like reading the graphic novels of like Boba Fett and stuff. Like he's very pricey. He's very sought after. He's the only one who's not in the guild. Yeah, so I can just because I can just he's so well known. Yeah, so I can just imagine, like you know. So you now, think he's gonna? Sorry, you think he's gonna ditch the throne and he's just like that shot of him on the throne was just like him like cleaning up the past, maybe? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was a lot of bait just to have stuff. Sorry, profanities. Uh, like a really, <laughs> a really cool, like a really cool title, like a really cool shot. Like that shot, yeah, man, it was it's so cool. epic. So you know, that's that's a that could be just like a marketing shot. I don't know, man. I, I, I yeah, don't know. What, I don't know what the issue he would have with Big Fortuna. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, <laughs> maybe is, maybe he's like, going to do the one thing that has never been done before in Tatooine, and probably the. Well, not not the planet's close to it. John Tatooine specifically, and he's actually going to like clean it up, like the whole planet, not just like the one town, right? Yeah, free slaves, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm curious, Bryce. Uh, do you feel the same way about about this show? Like, what, like, what do you think is gonna is gonna happen? Uh, yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think I'm kind of on board with Phil. It's gonna be reputation building and re- probably like a, a lot of revenge, a lot of like going around the galaxy and just like just taking people out that you know kind of crossed him yeah also i would kind of like it to be a bit like uh oh what's that clint eastwood like a uh, great Harry? Grand, you know mm. is that uh, is that the one dirty Harry, or are you talking i haven't about actually seen very many of no, I'm talking about Grant Torino. Like the one where he's oh, like, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. an old crusty man, and he's just kind of like badass. He's like everything sucks. It's not as good as it used to be. Yeah. Like back in my day, we're the OG generation. So like, that'd be pretty sick, up. actually. I, I, I think, I'd actually I think really that'd be love pretty that. fun. Um, and he's gonna fight racism. You know, and I always like the the always go back. I always like the old EU story where it's just like Boba Fett, and he's dying of like clone cancer. And he's I like that one like, too. Yeah, and he's just trying to like get money to get like treatment. Like I think that's really cool. Right. Well, we've been introduced to a cloner at this point now, so you know it's that's that's I could totally see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's um, obviously not going to trust the Kaminoans, right? No. No. Exactly. Yeah. And this, <laughs> this guy's this guy's not Kaminoan, so. Um, yeah, that should so, be an episode where he goes back to Camino and just like trashes the place. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I would it's love like to see Camino just again. lost in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see Camino again, actually. I always thought that planet was really cool, but yeah. Um, yeah, so. Um, Master anyway, Boba, we were beginning to think you weren't coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your army is ready. Yeah, I think uh, this show has a lot of potential, and, and it's something a lot of people have wanted for a really long time. Like, even when we had rumors of the Boba Fett movie, um, you know, having all these bounty hunters show up again, like Bosk and. IG-88 and stuff like that. I think it's for 
foreseeable that this show will actually do that and like bring these bounty hunters back together like you know we'll get like Dengar and you know just Forlum and Zuckus and everybody you know like the whole crew kind of thing um, so I think there's a lot of potential for this show for sure but uh, as long anyway. as every single episode someone goes shut up Dengar yeah shut up Dengar <laughs> uh, so yeah we, we should probably wrap up here though but uh, yeah. yeah anyway guys thanks for coming back on the show uh, I had a Let's great time to our wrap up of this wrap up to the season <laughs> yeah are, are we gonna do one of those <laughs> we'll, we'll chat about it we'll chat about it um, but we do have uh, a, re- a kind of a, a, a big review for, for squadrons gonna be coming up and uh, I also we also got to do one for Tales of Galaxy's Edge uh, for Bat 2 so anyone wanting to get involved with those who have played those games you know anyone here just open invite to the room sure we can, we can figure that out um, yeah but uh, other than that uh, fellas it's been awesome and yeah. uh, we'll, ca- we'll catch you next time always a pleasure dude. thanks for having me yeah thanks for having me may, too. The, may the horse be with you anytime <laughs> boys anytime all right, thanks everybody for tuning in to Star Wars Escape Pod. And uh, even though we have reached the end of season two of The Mandalorian, Star Wars does not stop there. As you know, if you've li- if you've been listening to the news or if you've been tuning into our past episodes, you'll know that there's many Star Wars shows around the corner. And uh, of course, we have uh, other content on the podcast that's coming your way, uh, like our weekly Lightspeed episodes, which are pretty much just uh, news headlines and and the details that follow with with that uh keeping that in under 15 minutes just uh, for those short commutes and all that so uh that's that's something new and uh, they've been doing pretty well so if you haven't checked them out yet maybe give it a listen and uh, we do have our planned rebels talk still around the corner which is going to be a chronological journey through star wars rebels with uh, our co-host from the clone wars diego and if uh, you haven't tuned into the clone wars talk episodes they're worth uh, they're worth a go we have 40 solid podcast episodes in various lengths uh, going through the Clone Wars in chronological order and chatting about all that stuff. So if you have an interest in Star Wars The Clone Wars or if you watched this past season of The Mandalorian and found that you are missing a lot of stuff having not seen those animated shows, um, I recommend watching Star Wars The Clone Wars in chronological order and you can do it with the help of uh, Diego and I in our after show called Clone Wars Talk right here on Star Wars Escape Pod. If you guys could help us out in any way, shape or form, it would be dropping a five star review on iTunes or sharing this show with a friend or fellow Star Wars fan. We'll see you guys next week on Star Wars Escape Pod. May the force be with you.